0: today is a great day to be wearing purple <laughs> amen <laughs> do you know what the color purple represents royalty and the resurrection and loud i heard it big 12 champs, big 12 champs. so we can do that too that we it. when in rome amen when in rome Act like Roman, So a lot of you Are decking out You're purple today We're glad you're with us Let's see The one thing I just want to hit on Really I think it's really important We talk about this Since we mentioned uh, sports Is that many of you Many of you I'm sure When TCU Was on the one yard line Prayed <laughs> And you made a promise To God <laughs> Many of you last night When Wichita State Was still ahead With just a couple minutes left to go, you prayed. And you made promises to God that you would do something. Now, I don't know if God works that way, but I'm going to hold you to what you committed to. So if you need help reading your Bible, you promised that, we're here to help you. If you need help in your prayer life, we're here to help you. Actually, anybody here. So come through with those promises. But what an exciting weekend. Amen? a lot of excitement just in this last week a lot of excitement so um, and i'm really excited about this story today every story is my favorite and this one's my favorite today so i want to get going here welcome everybody uh, to our guests my name is brian i'm our lead pastor and uh, i want to welcome those who are online i hope you're wearing purple at home today too because it is royalty in the resurrection color Uh, to our guests this worship guide let me give me just a minute to go over this with our guests this is probably one of the single most important pieces of paper outside the Bible today so let me just mention a couple of things there's a couple of things that we didn't cover just yet the angel tree the angel tree is this big tree we have right out here in our west lobby and it has all these ornaments on there all that's left on there I think are our our gift cards. And, and, what, and what what this angel tree is we love giving back this time of year. We just, we come with that. That's our church's posture. Let's give like we've been given to. And so a lot of the families uh, who've been, who had needs, have been taken care of, a lot of the ornaments left there are actually for benevolence cards or gift cards uh, to, it'll say on there what they're for. But a lot of times just helping people with a tank of gas and food is what we use those all year long. And you won't believe how much we connect with our community. In those so we would love to empty that tree today so if you have an opportunity and you want to be part of that please do uh, the next thing on here is this advent calendar we sent out an advent calendar to you online through the email in our newsletter we have some printed copies of it here it's not too late to store there's 79 pages in this thing it doesn't look like it but every day you can engage God's word what is the theme of this one wonder the same theme that we have here in our series it's a very well done advent calendar if you want to pray each day and go into a story each day as you approach christmas this will help us stoke our wonder if you want a paper copy there are a few left up here feel free to grab one before you leave today And probably the most important piece of paper on here is this little part on the bottom that detaches. And this is what we call our connect card. For our guests, we would love that you would fill this out. Write your name and email address. You can drop it in these boxes when you leave or go out to our welcome center. But we would love, if you're looking for a church home, we would love to engage with you and try to help you discover where that church home is. Also prayers, we cover these prayers all week long. When you fill these out, there is not one that's missed and we cover them all week long with you um, if you prayed to God whatever you bargained with him you can write on there too we can write that in there but uh, feel free to drop those in the boxes when you leave today I think I got everything covered so yeah this Advent sermon series its called wonder our goal is to recapture the wonder we had as children about Christmas and this wonder comes from the greatest present ever so we're going through these key stories in the Bible of people people who broke out in song when they, were, when they were aware of the Messiah, the prophecy of the Messiah or, or stories or encountering Him. And so just to let you, here's a summary of all the songs we're going to go through. Uh, we have Isaiah's song which was out of the Old Testament. We have Elizabeth's song this week. We have Mary's song and then we go into Zachariah's song, the angel's song on Christmas Eve and Simeon's song. All these people when they encountered Christ, the presence of Him, the prophecy of Him, they all Broke out in song And so we're following these songs And what's interesting about all these songs Is they were all songs of wonder Wonder at What is God doing through this And so that's what we're doing We hit Isaiah's song last week We're in the Old Testament Isaiah burst out in song 700 years Before Jesus showed up on earth That first Christmas day And he sang a song of hope It was a dark time And he said "Lightness is going to to break in And he sang the song of hope Which helped carry the Israelite nation And this week we want to go into The song of Elizabeth The song of Elizabeth And so I want you to turn with me To the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 The Gospel of Luke is towards the back of your Bible In the New Testament And I'm just going to give you a heads up You can go to the gospel of Luke chapter 1 or 2 The rest of the time until Christmas Because there's so much The whole stories are all All these songs are right here In Luke 1 and 2 So turn with me to the gospel of Luke chapter 1 And if you want to read ahead And just hover in Luke 1 and 2 Over the next few weeks Or follow him along in his advent guide You sure can While you're turning there I think it's so important That we go to the one and ask him To help us see what it is that we're reading and what we're hearing from God. So would you bow your heads with me? Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you to take these very words out of this book and make them come alive in our hearts. Holy Spirit, I ask that we've already come into your presence today in worship. We've already, through 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 Donna, we've prayed confession. We've done everything to clear our hearts and get ready for this moment to receive your word because, Father, this is how you reveal yourself to us. And Holy Spirit, only you can illuminate these words. And only you can illuminate in our heart what needs to change and what needs to grow. And so, Holy Spirit, you have our hearts and minds right now. Help us with our wonder. Our wonder. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're going to look at the life and the song of Elizabeth. I forgot to mention those of you who are online these sermon notes Uh, for everybody here for our guests these sermon notes are on the back here this is where we're going to go into Elizabeth's story today this is kind of an outline of what we're sharing for those of you online with us this is also attached on Facebook live and on our website and I would love those of you online if you're on Facebook live especially to engage to talk to respond we would love to hear from you Uh, we can see you're connected but we'd love to hear your voice and so feel free to type in there as we go along what's interesting about the song of elizabeth is when you most people overlook this story in the christmas story what happened with elizabeth it's not very many verses but to do that to miss elizabeth's story is to miss one of the greatest moments in the christmas story there's so much here elizabeth and her husband zachariah we're going to talk about zachariah in a couple weeks he has a song they live near jerusalem uh, up in the Judean hills, the Judean hill country, Zechariah, her husband is a priest, and he has this very special task that very few get to do he gets to go in and offer in the temple itself and that's where this story picks up, is, is Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, goes into the temple as a priest to perform the ritual that very few got to do and very few got to do even more than once, so that's where we pick up Luke 1, verse 11 While Zechariah was in a sanctuary An angel of the Lord appeared to him Standing to the right Of the incense altar And Zechariah was Shaken and overwhelmed with fear When he saw him But the angel said Don't be afraid Zechariah God has heard your prayer Your wife Elizabeth Will give you a son And you are To name him John. And you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. So, real quick, look at that. He's in the temple, and an angel appears. It says, Zachariah, God has heard your prayer. You're going to have a son. But what I want you to do, if you underline in your Bible, underline verse 14. You will have great joy. You will have great joy. And others will have great joy because of this event. So now jump with me to verse 23. The stories all kind of smatter around in 1 and 2. Now jump to verse 23. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion. For five months How kind the Lord is Elizabeth exclaimed He has taken away my disgrace Of having no children So we look at this What we know is Zachariah was in a temple Week of service away from home They didn't have cell phones right So he finished his week out And he went home and scared his wife to death (laughs) Because he told her What he had seen And what the angel had told them So here's our first sermon note together. Here's our first sermon note together. Elizabeth wasn't supposed to be pregnant. Elizabeth wasn't supposed to be pregnant. If you take your finger and you move back up to verse 7 in this chapter, this is what it says. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they both were very old. So that paints the background here Elizabeth wasn't supposed to be pregnant Her and her husband were well beyond Childbearing age Menopause for her Not only were they unable to have children because of their age They were unable to have children all the time And so ladies and gentlemen This pregnancy is a miracle Now I believe all pregnancies are a miracle But this is what we call a double miracle Because they didn't have this ability on their own And she breaks out exclaims that God has taken away my disgrace what we have to understand is to not have children in that time in that era was deeply painful and it was a really sad situation you had a lot of children because you didn't have nursing homes or systems or things to take care of you your family was everything and to not have children gave you no security in your future it gave gave you no happiness or hope now it was a deep cultural issue in israel at this time and it was disgraceful disgraceful many people felt that because you can't have children god was punishing you and that's wrong biblically but that's how many people felt in this culture today childlessness is still difficult to bear it's a great sadness that surrounds it. i don't know if it carries the cultural sensitivity that it used to it's still there but church always is a reminder We're called to be sensitive And encouraging to those Who are trying to have families But for Elizabeth That cultural disgrace Was removed At a time when she did not expect And she now has great joy She now has great joy She exclaims But but what's interesting here Is that we're going to soon find out This new joy This new joy that she has Does not compare to the joy She's about ready to discover So let's go back to the story in Luke so now we're going to shift ahead a little bit further to verse 39 the stage is set for a meeting and it's a meeting between two pregnant moms Elizabeth who's now fast forward five to six months pregnant and she's, she's pregnant with a boy that we will come to know as John the Baptist Mary is the other one Mary is the mother of Jesus she is only weeks pregnant at this point maybe a bump Elizabeth's showing Mary might be. And what we know is Elizabeth and Mary are relatives. And let's pick this up in verse 39 when they come together. It says A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and she greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled. With the Holy Spirit there's a lot going on here So they got Mary Newly pregnant Through a miracle Left Nazareth 60, 70, 80 miles away To the Judean hill country For those moms Who have been pregnant Can you imagine morning sickness And walking 80 miles To go visit your relative Because that's what she did And she arrives there And when the two came together, so much happens in this verse. There's so much going on here. First, at the sound of Mary's greeting, as she enters the home, the baby John, in Elizabeth's tummy, leaps, leaps in the womb. And then, your next sermon note Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. This is important. Elizabeth is filled head to toe. Spiritually speaking with the Holy Spirit Whole head whole heart soul and mind She's filled every synapse Firing she's filled with Light and joy Now question is here Did Mary's words Do this I don't think so I think God does this God is the one who fills us With the Holy Spirit but what I find intriguing Is that God fills Mary with the Holy Spirit in the presence Of Jesus in the womb I'll get back to that next sermon Elizabeth shouted the song of joy filled with the Holy Spirit now Mary's presence in the presence of Jesus she's filled now with the Holy Spirit she bursts forth overflows with joy her response is worship And so we call this a song of her heart. So we look at all these songs, a lot of times people won't include Elizabeth in a song. I think we absolutely should include Elizabeth in a song because she bursts forth in worship. Her heart sings this, this, this song. And what does that song look like? Let's go to verse 42. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed and so why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me when I heard your greeting the baby in my womb jumped for joy you are blessed Mary because you believe that the Lord would do what he said So look at, look at Elizabeth's joy here. Look at all this joy. Her joy is so much bigger than the fact that she's pregnant at a time where it requires a miracle for that to happen. Her joy is so much bigger. She didn't get excited. Hey, Mary, let me tell you, the first thing is that I'm pregnant. That's not what she said. Her joy was this fact is that Mary's there. God, she says, has blessed you above all women. Why? Because no other woman has born the Savior of the world. But not only, Mary, are you blessed? Your child is blessed because she knows he is the Savior of the world. And then Mary asks this question, so why am I blessed? Right? Do you see that? Why am I blessed? Why am I blessed? And she answers her own question. I'm blessed and honored. This is important. Because the mother of my Lord has come into my presence. What that says is she knows her Lord is in her presence. (laughs) Don't miss this. She's excited that Mary's there. Her Lord is in her presence. And she knows this. I have joy because I'm in the presence of the Messiah. Even though he's in utero. And she says, Mary, the moment I heard your voice, the moment moment you were in my house, in the presence of you and Jesus, my baby jumped, leapt. But why did he leap? He leapt because of joy. My womb jumped for joy. Joy was in here. And in the Gospel of Luke This is the very first moment We see worship of the physical presence Of Jesus on earth And it's your next sermon note The first worship of Jesus Was song And dance (laughs) Not only was Elizabeth's song From her heart worship The first worship was dancing too For John in utero Jump for joy He was filled with joy And at this moment, we see that not only was Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit, that baby in her womb was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Brian, how can you make that claim? Take your finger and move back in chapter 1 to verse 15. This is a prophecy that Zechariah got inside the temple from the angel, telling him about this baby that you're going to have. For he, this baby John, will be great in the eyes of the Lord He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks He will be filled with the Holy Spirit Even before his birth So look at Elizabeth Full of the Spirit, her womb is full of Spirit Both are full of joy in the presence of their Messiah I can't believe people Skip over this story I want us to understand that Jesus though only a few weeks old in the womb let me go back to last week's prophecy by Isaiah the sentence many of us know for a child for unto us a child is born a son is given remember we talked about that last week for unto us a child new is born but a son is given who's always existed Jesus has always been around and you're seeing that here this week old uterine Uh, Embryo is still Fully God And I think this is a really important point To talk about The sanctity of life And what we believe In God's word we have a world and a culture that tells us that an embryo is just a bunch of cells they take all the personality and identity out of it and because of that the issues of abortion or harvesting fetal fetal cells and things like that it's easy to do if all that is is a bundle of cells but God's word tells us different there are two babies in utero in this story these Embryonic, one at six months, one a few weeks, are filled with the Spirit. One is worshiping John and jumping for joy because he knows he's in the presence of the Savior. I think this is so cool. John the Baptist is known as John the Evangelist. John's job, I don't want to take away my stories down the week, John's job is announcing the presence of the Savior. They're cousins. We call him John the Evangelist. His first evangelical move was right here. He jumped with joy announcing the presence of a Savior. God has a plan for both of these babies as he does for every baby, and he can fill them with his Spirit. God has a plan for you and I well before we're born. Our parents don't get together. Young kids, close your ears in case you want to hear, ask questions on the way home. When our parents came together, God didn't say, oh, we conceived, okay. Ephesians 4.1, we were in the book of Ephesians a few weeks ago. Ephesians 4.1 says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. What that means is everybody in this room, John, Jesus, everybody in this story, God knew us before he set the foundation of this earth. God knows all of us. If we look at issues of terminating pregnancy or fetal cell research and stuff, and we stop that life, that life will still be with God in heaven, and that child will still be met. The sanctity of life, for this is where God, who loves us, knew you and I before he set the foundation. It always freaks me out. Why did he pick now to put all of us here? We got penicillin, we got all this other cool stuff. Why did God not put you and I way back during Job's time? Why did God not put you and I on the timeline way back during Noah's time where only eight people got all that alive? Why did God choose to put all of us here on the earth right now? And I'm so thankful he did, and I'm so thankful to be with you and to be a church and a body together. We see so much about the importance of the sanctity of life in this story. Okay, sidebar, back in. There's one word, one word that's repeated in this story in Scripture at least four times in just this story. And that word is joy. This joy that Elizabeth experienced was so much bigger than her pregnancy. This joy was so much bigger than two relatives hanging out and talking about their pregnancies. Both miraculous, right? Both of, these, both of these births are miraculous. John, way outside, birth timing, and Mary, the Holy Spirit come upon her, conceived through the Holy Spirit. Both are miraculous. The joy in this moment was because of the wonder Look at your next sermon with me. Joy is the wonder. What are they wondering? Joy is the wonder that Jesus has come to us. All the joy in this moment is because the presence of my Savior is here. Jesus, in his infinite life, has left the throne and come to earth. Not only come to earth, he's come into their presence. Imagine the wonder of these two moms standing there wondering what is going on here and what are you doing in our lives and they have great joy because they trust him. They trust God to do what he said he's doing. Joy is completely because of the presence of Jesus even in utero his presence changes people. And I think what's really important here in this sermon series and today is that this joy of wonder is for us too. Guys and gals, we have so much more than Elizabeth had at this moment. Christmas is not, this Advent season is not just celebrating the distant memory of a birth. Christmas is celebrating as God has come near. In Jesus, Christmas is celebrating the Holy Spirit Who brings the presence of Jesus inside of us now Christmas is celebrating that you and I can be filled by the Spirit Because of the one who's in our presence Christmas is looking forward to the presence of Jesus fully Fully with us one day we will walk with him Everything will be perfect our joy is fueled by wonder. Can you imagine? We sit here and wonder what was that like to be hanging out with Mary and Elizabeth on that day. We wonder what was it like. We'll be wondering all, all the way through all these lives what that first Christmas was like and we're sitting here wondering we can't wait till he gets back. We can't wait till he gets back. And this story was more than Mary and Jesus blessing an aged and pregnant Elizabeth with her presence because Elizabeth at that moment became an encourager to Mary, newly pregnant and fearful. Mary, just a few weeks pregnant, leaves Nazareth where it's not a cool thing that you don't have a baby daddy, sorry, in today's terms. And she's there for her safety, far away from a place that was judging her God's timing to bring those two together, encourage each other, support each other And in the midst of that, Elizabeth says this, she says, blessed are you Mary Because you believed what God has told you Elizabeth is sharing that and she's believing That God, what he said through Zacharias, he's doing that Who didn't believe? Her husband, who's mute right now At this time, (laughs) we'll catch that story in two weeks your fourth sermon note blessed are we that believe in God's word blessed are we who believe what God's telling us and he tells us through this and he tells us through the life of Jesus blessed are we who believe in God's word blessed are we who believe that God has told us in his word and, and I think we're so blessed we should be so joyful and you know this week I stumbled into this where does joy really come from I mean I, I get this a little bit but I always like to go 12 levels deeper I understand joy from the blessing, but where does joy really come from? And I was stumbling through Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster's book, All the Disciplines of the Christian Faith. The last one in his book is Celebration and Joy. It's the last one, because it's so important you read that one last. But he says this statement in his book, he says, Joy comes from obedience. I thought, okay, from fallen rules? No, 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 no. Joy comes from believing that God of the universe loves us so much he sent his son to save us. That's believing. And when I believe what this book is telling me, then I trust him. And when I trust him, I follow him. That is obedience. Joy comes from I Know the God who loves me this much Who sent his son And I believe so much I trust him That his promises Everyone's come true And his promises through Jesus Still are coming true I trust him that much That I follow him That's joyful obedience And when I do this My life is full of joy I think that's a good place To stop today Belief, trust and commitment to Jesus that is the foundation of joy of wonder oh I'm so wondering I'm going to invite the Advent readers and the worship team to join me up here but I think this is a time you know where we shift gears just a little bit We have come before God and celebrated And praised and confessed And heard his word Now is a time in worship where we respond And so would you bow your heads with me Together and let's give him Our best response we have today Those online Please join us in prayer right there In your homes Father first and foremost thank you for your word Thank you for how you reveal Everything to us this story So small so amazing Father thank you for your son That you showed us How much you loved us That you sent him As a baby That's a big thing That's out wonder Holy Spirit I ask now That you reveal in us What's robbing our joy What is robbing our wonder I want to take a second Right now Everybody Ask the Holy Spirit To reveal What's robbing our joy And our wonder this season I bet for most of us if we're being robbed of joy and we're being robbed of wonder it's because we're not paying attention to his presence which is here so Holy Spirit revealing us how to stop and see the presence of Christ surrounds us and is in us we should be leaping for joy all the time because we're okay he's got us and we know how this finishes so Holy Spirit change our hearts help us today change our hearts to accept the joy and wonder of the season let's don't miss this season but then develop a joy and wonder every day all year long Holy Spirit we come to you giving you our best offering it might be our time this week to get back into your word it might be our, our, our talents to help support this body of Christ it might be coming into a family who's struggling to have a child and encouraging them. And it might be celebrating with the two new babies we have. in Our our church grew by two this week. We celebrate all of that. The Holy Spirit guide us. And let our financial gift today, we have a mission that goes around the world. Let us give joyfully in whatever we give. Only give joyfully, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let our response as one body be the best we can give you. We pray all this in Jesus' holy name, and all God's people said, amen.
1: Is this on? Yeah. Uh, this is the Menick family and our friend Cece. Uh, Advent is a time of waiting, and waiting is hard. Because we are impatient people, last week we lit the candle of hope, and we learned that God's people were waiting, and hoping for the Savior of the prophets that told them about. Angel, do you think waiting a long time for something is easy or hard? Angel, is it easy or hard? It's hard. It is hard, huh?
0: (laughs) Well, finally, it was time for the promise to come true. God was ready to send the baby Savior into the world, but he wanted to send someone ahead of Jesus to prepare the way for him. God chose Elizabeth and Zachariah to have a mir- miraculous birth of a son named John. John would grow up and tell everybody about Jesus, preparing people's hearts for Jesus. Baba, what would you tell someone about Jesus? Jesus! <laughs> Today we are waiting for Jesus to. For one day, he will come back. We needed to be patient in the time of waiting. But more importantly, we have hope in the promise that Jesus is coming back. And that brings us great excitement and joy. What are you excited about today? What is today? Well, today's Sunday. What are you excited about? Uh, what are you excited about? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> this, this week we light the candle of joy. Elizabeth was filled with joy, not, not just because she met Mary or that they both were pregnant, but she had joy because she knew the time of waiting for a Savior was almost over. She would have a baby named John, and Mary would have a baby named Jesus, and the world was going to be changed by both of them.
0: What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is
1: sleeping? Whom angels greet with
0: anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? This, this is Christ the King
1: shepherds God and angels sing
0: haste, haste to bring him Lord, the babe the son of Mary life is full of waiting waiting is hard but God continues to be with us during our time of waiting and he invites us to draw nearer to him we can learn we can learn in A lesson about waiting for Elizabeth. Waiting isn't empty time. In fact, it is quite an active time. We can learn to be joyful and to bless others while we wait. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Thank you, God, for sending Jesus and John the Baptist to be born. Thank you for setting them up with the best parents and for keeping the promises you made so long ago. Help us to be patient in waiting and have a great joy now, knowing your promises in Jesus will come true. Amen.